Hello, and welcome to the Marketing in the Margins podcast, where we talk about the how-to of marketing your business while also running your business and living your life. I'm Katie, your host, marketing mentor, and fellow entrepreneur pal. Let's get into it. I have to tell you, I feel like I have hit some sort of like podcaster milestone. I am recording today's episode tucked into the corner of my bedroom where the closets meet an unused corner where I dump crap because my house is full of people and where I normally record um, is not available to me today. So I feel like everybody who at some point has started a podcast in their life, they have tucked themselves into a corner to try and record. And I've done it today. So like check it off my list. This feels really good. Hey, I am so glad you are here today for this episode because we are talking about a topic that comes up a lot in what I do as a marketing strategist um, and somebody that helps entrepreneurs create their marketing and content for their business. And that is content mapping, which is kind of, I don't know, I feel like a fancy marketing term for content planning or like laying out the content that you're going to create. But the way that I teach it, and I do this with my clients, I do this with myself, it's um, something that's like more strategic than it is haphazard. So you are going into it with a framework that's going to take you step by step in planning the content that you need and making sure that you are like hitting all of the points that you need to hit along the way. And if, as you're listening to this episode, you think, oh, this is actually something that would be super beneficial to me, this whole process I have in a free download. Um, It's linked in the show notes, Content Mapping in an Hour. It's a guide workbook that takes you through this entire process top to bottom. So if you want to grab it and then re-listen to this and go through it with me then, like a little lesson, my teacher brain loves that. Or if you just want to grab it and go through it on your own time, it is there for you. Okay, so first of all, what is content mapping? Like I said, it's really just like a termy term for the process of organizing your content around your specific content buckets. And we'll talk about content buckets as well because that's one of my favorite things to talk about. But this specific way of of organizing your content is meant to do it in a way that's going to target the audience exactly where they are in your customer journey and provide them exactly what they need as they move down your customer journey and your marketing funnel. So content mapping can be done with the content you already have. Like you can go back through, audit it, um, and sort of organize it that way. But my favorite way to use it is to like start fresh, use it as a way to brainstorm and organize new content ideas. So we're going to talk about all of it. So the first step in all of this, before we can start brainstorming and coming up with content ideas, is we need to know and understand really, really, really well who it is we're trying to talk to. I am of the opinion, and this is something that I work with my clients on, that casting a very wide net is going to get you a lot of garbage that you have to sort through. (laughs) I like to use the analogy of like, if you wanted to catch a very certain type of fish, you would go where you know that fish is, where that fish has been known to spend its time. You're going to use the bait that that fish loves best and responds to, and you are going to fish in that exact spot using that exact bait. Now, if you're not sure and you're like, well, I just want fish. Okay, so you're going to take a net to like a huge body of water and you're going to throw that net out and like cross your fingers that you get some good fish back. Both of those are ways to grow an audience, but only one of those is like really worth your time and effort. Do you know what I mean? 
So as we're trying to decide who we're speaking to, we want to decide which fish we want the very most and how are we going to get those exact fish. And now, of course, you know, your audience are better than fish, but it's the way I like to think about it. So this means gathering information about them. This means market research. You want to know their demographics. That's, you know, the general stuff, gender, age, socioeconomic background, that kind of thing. But also you want to know and understand their interests, their interests, their preferences, and their psychographics. Those are the, the feeling thinking things. So what are their needs and their wants and their desires? Where are their frustrations? Where are their fears? Where are their aspirations? The better you can fill in those blanks and answer those questions, the better you understand your audience, and the easier it is to speak to them. I always say you cannot speak to somebody you don't know. So this sort of market research and understanding your audience, this is non-negotiable first step in creating content. And so I want you to start with three questions. First of all, very basic, who are they? Who are these people? For me, it is women between the ages of 35 and 50 who are DIY entrepreneurs. So they are running their businesses while also marketing their businesses and they are back office, they are customer service, they are tech, they are everything. They are doing it all on their own. And as far as the psychographics of my dream audience, the women that I want to reach the very most, they have a passion for their business. They have a passion for what they do and they really want to know how do I reach the audience that needs me and that I want to be working with. They have a desire to grow their business. They have a desire to learn. They have a desire to expand. And so for me, that more complete picture of my dream audience makes it easier to speak to those desires. Their fears and frustrations lie in the fact that they don't have a ton of time to devote to all this marketing and content. They are juggling lots of balls. They've got a ton of plates spinning. And so I want to speak to them in a way that makes them feel seen and heard and also takes them from point A to point B. As service providers, that is my main goal, transformation. So that's the who they are. And I want you to get really specific on that. The second question is what do they need from you? How does what you do solve a problem they have? How does what you do fulfill a desire that they have or address a very specific need in their life? So that's your second question. What do they need from you specifically? And the third question is where and how do they consume content? This goes back to like the pond that you're going to fish in. It's important to know where though that audience is spending their time online and how they pre- prefer to consume content. I have come to realize that a lot of my clients spend a lot of time on TikTok and then they go to Instagram. So that is where the bulk of my content efforts land. The third in that is email. If you find me on TikTok, you probably move then to Instagram and then onto my email list. So I know that those three marketing platforms is where I need to spend my content creation energy. So that's part of your market research. That's part of going onto these different apps and really trying to see, is my audience here? You can do that by paying attention to some of your contemporaries in your industry. Are the conversations and the people in their comments and in their audience similar to those that you're trying to reach? This is also another great thing to use AI for. 
just a simple question to chat GPT about the audience you're trying to reach. That's actually one of the most amazing things about about the AI technology is that they can help you do that market research and collect that data. So those three questions, who are they, what do they need from you, and where and how do they consume their content? That has to happen first before we can move on in the content mapping process. Okay, so we know our audience. We know who we're speaking to. We know what they need and we know where they are spending their time. So the next thing you're going to do is you're going to lay out some goals for this content that you're going to map. In the content mapping in an hour workbook, I have this all laid out for you where you have space to um, answer these questions. But the first question is, what specific outcomes do you want to see from this content? The content that you're creating, what do you want to see? Do you want to increase overall brand awareness? Do you want to drive people to your email list? Do you want to make a sale? Do you want to generate qualified leads? There needs to be a purpose for the content you're creating because again, it's going to make it much easier for you to create that content. The second question, what types of content do you plan to create? Again, you're thinking about where your audience is spending time, the kind of content they like to consume. So maybe it is social posts. That's the content you want to focus on right now. Or it's writing really valuable, high-impact blog articles or short form or long form video, whatever it is. And and it can be more than one. It can be a couple of those. But know what types of content that you plan to create. The other thing, and I say this to my, my clients all the time, is it needs to also be content that you are comfortable creating. If right now you know that like doing the TikToks is just not super comfortable for you right now, if that is something that you're trying to work through and get to like that face on camera stuff, okay, cool. Let's not focus all your efforts right now on short form video. Let's focus a little bit more on writing blog articles or doing audio snippets or creating social posts with infographics and something that's more visual. Decide not only what con- what type of content your audience loves to consume, but what type of content you are right now comfortable creating. Find that intersection and focus there. Third, going back again to where your audience is spending time, what channels or platforms are you going to focus on? I tell my clients, if you're just starting out, choose one or two to focus on. You do not need to be like omnipresent right away or even at all. I would rather my clients and my audience get really, really good at one or two platforms before they start to branch out. Because once you've gotten super comfortable with that, the platform of your choice, and you've put in the time and you've put in the practice and you're creating really good content, that's the content that you then want to repurpose elsewhere. So focus on one to two, three max platforms or channels that you want to focus on. And then the fourth question is, how are you going to measure your results? How are you going to decide that these marketing and content creation efforts have worked for you? And this is no matter what in marketing. You need to know your KPIs, your key performance indicators. So is it going to be, I want to add... 100 people to my email list this month? Is it I want to increase my leads by 20%? Is it I want to grow my following by 5,000 followers in the next six weeks? Whatever it is, make sure they are realistic and they are measurable goals that that's going to help you know whether or not the efforts that you're putting it out and the content that you're creating is working. Okay, next we are doing content buckets, which is one of my favorite things to do because it's one of those things where we I do it with clients and all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, 
this makes a lot of sense. So content buckets or content pillars, we hear those sorts of words all the time. The way I use them, and there's a lot of different ways that they can be used, but the way I like to use them in terms of content creation is to create a bucket for each of the main topics you talk about within your market. So for example, my buckets are marketing how-to, content creation how-to, entrepreneur life, and marketing mindset. Those are my four buckets because those are the four topics that I cover regularly across the board. So you have to decide what are your buckets. I would say have more than two, but no more than four. Beyond that, it just gets too hard to manage. And so again, in the workbook, you have a place to decide on your one to four different content buckets. These should be pretty broad. You know, marketing how-to, there's a lot that falls into that bucket, but that's great because that means that there is a lot of content under that bucket or in that bucket that you pull from to create content around. So one, two, three, or four content buckets. And these again are the main topics that you are going to cover within all of your marketing content. And now after this is where like, I just want you to let loose and fill your buckets. Once you know what these topics are, just start writing down an ideas that fall within that bucket. And this is where I want you to let go of all like, oh, should I do this or can I, or I don't know. I don't If it's an idea that came into your head that falls under one of those buckets, I want you to write it down. Because the beauty of brainstorming is, and brainstorming in my opinion, without any sort of like parameter or caveats, is that you be shocked at the stuff you come up with when you just let your brain think. When you stop applying rules and too much structure, you know, like I will sit down, I usually do this like once every two or three months where I will sort of refill my content buckets. But I literally sit down and I think, okay, marketing how-to. What topics have come up recently that I'm either very passionate about or that my audience gets a lot out of? What are trends within the marketing industry right now that my audience needs to know about? What are my own like personal takes on marketing stuff? I have a ton of opinions on especially marketing within the digital online business space. I got so much to talk about. All of it gets written down. I don't want you to do any sort of editing or sifting in this exercise. It's truly just a brain dump. Okay, the next stop on our content mapping journey is the customer journey. This again is one of those marketing things that like everybody talks about and everybody kind of has their own thing, but it's a very sort of basic concept. And the customer journey is literally, I like to think about it as like a path from start to finish. And it's the path that you lay out for your audience. The start is where they just find you, right? It's called the awareness stage. So they're just either finding you on social media or they've found you on a podcast or however they come across you in a, in a Google search. They're just finding you. They're just getting to know you. They're just becoming aware that you and what you do exists. And so the content you create at this stage is very like get to know you content. It's very like first date content. So it's more information about you, your brand, your business, who you serve, the products you have available, the services you have available, like everything that you might share on a first date, but like make it businessy. And then the next step on their journey as your customer is the consideration stage. So this is like halfway between start to finish. And this is where they've gotten to know you, right? Like maybe now you've had a couple of dates, you're more familiar with each other, 
they've decided they actually like they're kind of into you. They really like you. Like they like what you got to say and they like your vibe. And they're now really starting to take into consideration the things you have to offer. And so for the consideration stage, the content you're creating really speaks more specifically to the solutions they're looking for or the problems they have. This, again, you've gotten to know them. They've gotten to know you. So let's get a little bit more personal. So this might be where you invite them to a webinar that's a little bit more of a commitment. It's a time commitment. And maybe if it's a paid webinar, it's a monetary commitment. This is where you're giving them more in-depth information about what you do, the transformation you provide. You're helping them see themselves within your business and your services. And then after you've been dating a while and really getting to know each other and they've like sort of fallen head over heels, they reach the finish line. They reach the conversion stage of the customer journey. And this is where they make a purchase. They make a commitment to you, whether it is a time commitment, a monetary commitment. They have decided that you are the one for them. You are the one who's going to come in and help them see the transformation or get the transformation that they're looking for. And really the content at this stage, though it supports the decision, it reaffirms their choice to work with you. So this is a great time for reviews, testimonials, social proof. This is another great time for very targeted email campaigns that speak directly to where they are as a brand new client or a brand new customer. The conversion content is all about like, yes, we got here. Let's look to the future and see how amazing this relationship is going to be. So now you have the opportunity and you can do this in the guide to lay out a customer journey. So maybe you choose one specific topic to lay it out or you stay more general, but there is a place for you to lay out some of this awareness content into consideration content, into conversion content, and start to see a little bit more concretely what a customer journey would look like. And at this point, you've mapped out content. You have laid out the content that you need to create to reach the audience that you want to reach. And at this point, I'm going to give you a few reminders. And this is coming from somebody who works regularly with clients that need to do this exact same this exact thing in their business. I kind of said it already, but don't overthink your content. Truly keep it simple and valuable. Those are the only two things I want you to focus on. Focus on what your audience needs from you and create that content. The other thing that I tell my clients a lot is your audience can tell if you are like overexerting and stressing and not enjoying what you're doing within your marketing content, especially if you're creating like video or audio where they can see or hear you. That sort of energy translates. It comes across. And that's why I say start where you're the most comfortable and work your way up. I have a lot of clients who are like, I can't get on camera. I can't, I can't, I can't. They eventually get there. But that doesn't change the fact that you still need to be creating marketing content. So start where you are the most comfortable and know that this is a process. This is really a long-term process. Marketing itself is not like a quick fix. General rule within the marketing industry, and of course this is for like big corporations, but it matters also too to us solopreneurs, is 90 days minimum. 90 days of consistent and strategic content and marketing before you can decide if what you're doing is working. And I mentioned in the beginning using this framework for existing content. And actually in the guide, I give you a table where you can go back through the content you already have, 
decide which bucket it goes into and like where it falls on the customer journey to kind of see like what already what do you already have in the mix that either can be reused or repurposed going forward. Now I know this was a lot. This was a lot of information. But again, you have the guide. The link is down in the show notes to walk you through it. You also have me reach out if you want to do this together. We can do that. But content mapping is one of those things where where yes, it takes a time and mental energy investment. However, you're doing that as part of your overall marketing strategy, as part of your overall marketing plan. Without some sort of structure to your content and to your marketing, you're sort of creating in vain. So if you're ready to get started with this, go grab the guide, use it, play with it, give it some time, see where you get. And if you have any questions, please reach out, of course. But content mapping, is a true means to an end. It's the beginning point of a larger plan and it's just going to make things easier for you. Again, that was a lot. This was a hefty episode, so save it and come back to it. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope you found a lot of value in this. This is what I'm here to do. So have a beautiful rest of your week and remember, keep making that marketing magic in the margins of your life.